0: What To become that everything you can be That's all I wanted for you, young and like father, like son But in the end, I hope you only turn up better than me I hope you know I love you, young and like father, like son My little man, you think it's coming Coming, you think it's
1: coming Welcome, 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 welcome back Uh We are very fortunate to have uh you guys following us For this episode four of Listen, Son Um, We really tremendously love what we're doing We feel, uh, you know Not obligated, but it's just a passion to help out and encourage and build a community of father and sons um, out there in the world. So um, we hope you guys continue to like, continue to subscribe, continue to share um, and just, you know, be proactive and and encouraging others to spread the message that we're trying to do on this platform. We would be so ever grateful. Um, Coming back for episode four is the core four, man. My uncle Rick, my dad and money. Thank you guys again for being loyal and coming back and being a part of this. Um, Today we got two special guests. Who are going to be you know reoccurring guests? So get to know these two fabulous guys, um, Randy Hogan, uh, who's my brother, and Darvan Johnson, my um, god brother. Uh, acknowledge the people. Give us a quick you know flex up song. There we go. Good wave, Randy. I seen you did it. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, both of these guys, you know, it's fitting that we just had Memorial Day. Both of these guys served in the military and the uh, U.S. Marine Corps. Um, you know, they're doing fabulous things. Now their fathers, uh, you know, navigating their sons in different sports and different segways and. And uh, you know whatever they're heading, so we, we're glad to get their insight today. Um, and you know, hope you get to learn more about them as we continue to you know talk to them for this podcast episode. So, as we divulge into it, uh, let's start right away with, uh, fellas. Uh, I'm gonna direct it to Darvan first. Uh, you know, and then Randy, you follow up. You know, um, you know, like I said, you guys were in the military. Um and you fighting for our country and doing many positive things for us um that you know many people don't know about. What was that like? Just just navigate the people through that process.
0: Uh so when I first joined, it was it was kind of scary, you know what I'm saying? I ain't know all we know from you know what I'm saying growing up is what we see on TV commercials or whatever going to war. So I really didn't know what it was gonna be like, you know what I'm saying? I went to uh Went to college for a year, but other than that, I I have never been away from home, and uh, flew on an airplane. So going in boot camp was definitely a culture shock, cause it's like rah 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 all the time. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody, ain't no ain't nobody there to save you. So you got to grow up real quick. And uh, so and that that was a good thing about it. It it forced you to grow up. You know what I'm saying? From being a little a little. A little boy, a little kid from Milwaukee. Now you out on your own in the military, so it's a it's a it's a rude awakening, but it's it's much needed. So uh, just being a young kid, man, going into the military, it it like I said, it grew it grows you up, you know what I'm saying? Gives you that sense of responsibility to uh, be your own man and stuff like that.
1: Touch on. You know, I should have asked this beforehand because I know a lot of athletes, and, you know, you and Randy could touch on this, usually mm-hmm. get, um, you know, you usually have that opportunity to go athletics. Like you said, you did a year in college. You know, yeah. you both are athletes and things like that. So how did even, you know, if you don't go to so athletics, you know, the usual other thing that parents push is, well, you got to do something. The military is up that alley. So how did the military even become an option? Is what I'm getting at.
0: So, so for me, it wasn't even... Uh my parents didn't push it at all. It was for for me. It was seeing the other the other gentleman that's on this on this call as a guest, uh, a guest host or whatever, Randy, my, <laughs> my brother from another mother, Randy Hogan. He joined first. He joined right after we graduated from high school. So and I was like, man, I really wasn't feeling it at first. So that's why I chose the college route. Didn't work out. So talked to him and he was like, uh, yeah, man, just you know what I'm saying, give it a try. So he was my
2: I, guess I was bas- i was basically uh'm saying I was basically home on like recruiters' assistance and um it's a special tour a duty that we can get where you can come home and help out your local recruiter and we had been talking about it you know he had just had destiny his oldest daughter and uh you know went to school things wasn't working out um I had probably been in for about a year year and a half um and it, you know, it was something we talked about and it, it worked out for him and he ended up joining the Marine Corps, uh, yeah, right after I did. And uh, for me, yeah, it wasn't pushed by the family or we don't have like a long, obviously, as you know, a long line of history of people who served in the military or anything like that. Um, but I did have junior ROTC in high school, at Washington High School, and uh, one of my, my mentors, Tracy Martin, uh, who was the captain it was in charge of, it was a big influence. Um and I, I I saw it as a as an outlet for me to get away to experience something different. You know, uh, that was just my personality. You know, I felt like sports didn't lead me the way that I wanted to, and uh, you know, the recruiters kind of sold me some, some some dreams, some information that you know I could I could continue to play sports while I was in, and I did I did. Um, you know, uh, but it was more. You know intramural or recreational
1: um yeah so good good okay um i want to i want to channel it to uh back to our fathers uh uncle rick and, and my dad real quick and then come back to uh, randy um and darvan what you know what were your guys this briefly pops and uncle rick uh you know because you guys are like the foundation here for us what was your experience with the military you know briefly um, you know, as you coming up, that you guys, were you ever guys tried to get recruited? And did, did you, you know, if, if Money and I decided to go that route, how, would you guys have supported that? You know, so, uh, Dad, you touched on that. and We have Uncle Rick touch on it. So, Dad, you go first.
3: You know, I was uh, going to go to the military with Joe Gross and a guy named Willie Tate. But my grandparents, uh, they were anti-against it. They didn't like it, man, because we, I lost an uncle in the military. So, uh, when I presented it to them, they just flat out said no. So, they told me I was going to school. I had the grades to go to college, so it didn't make sense to them. There was no way we were going to go in as a trio. Uh, at that time, they had to look partner, you know, trio that you could do. So, we, uh, Joe Gross, Willie Tate, we all have made our mind up this is what we're going to do. But uh, once I presented it to them, they said no. They, and I know why they said no because I lost my uncle and then, plus they were raising uh, us and they didn't want that on, on them. So I chose college. So after I chose college, uh, that kind of, when they told me the to my uncle and how he died in the service, I was against it. So that's why I pushed education. But Randy, my son, came to told me and his mom that uh, that's where he wanted to go. He was pretty focused on it and told us not to waste any money on trying to send him to school because his mind was made up. So he really helped us in a sense where you know, even though I didn't want him to go, like he said, he, he his mind was made up. So as you know, when you when it came to you, son Mike. Uh once again, using athletics, so I push education. So I, I still push education. You know, even though Randy and Darvan has went on and uh Darren, I think you say got four to six more years. Uh they had great careers, but for as far as me, I still you know will send you uh or you know, nephews, grandkids, I would I would try to persuade them to go to school.
4: Uh first and foremost, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, for the service that you did and that you do. Uh, I think uh, I commend you. I think you're a brave man. Me, myself, um, at the age I am, uh, the Vietnam War was going on at the time. I had a a, a guy that was an older brother to uh, to me. He was uh, he was in the Vietnam War, and he would come home on leave and tell me stories and. I didn't join, but I was highly recruited, and I decided to go work at a factory. And being my mother's only son, I didn't want to be that far away from her. So my direction was headed, just financially get stable and help my mom out and then and push like that and, and, and keep her happy so she won't worry too much. But um, hey, I really commend you guys um, for your service. and hey, it, 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 that's, that's a brave thing to, to do. And, you know, you have a family to come back, a kids to come back to, and then make it back to.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you for that, Uncle Rick, because that's a perfect segue. Uh, Randy kind of introduced it. Uh, so uh, Darvan and Randy, talk about, you know, like, like Uncle Rick just said, having kids. And Randy said, Darvan, you had your first um, destiny at that time. So what was it like being away from your your families and or starting families and, you know, just, you know, going to that, that experience as well?
2: Well so, Dardan
0: started starting family first so I let him go ahead on that one first okay so for me so
2: having my daughter that kind of that kind of up the
0: stakes a little bit and joined it too so you gotta you got this little little baby that you just brought in the world so now now you gotta take care of her so now what you gonna do so that was another another reason that I decided to join the military to have some stability. Financially, to be able to support her and my now as my wife, who was my girlfriend back in the day. Uh, and then, as far as like the, being away part, that uh, that's tough, man. Especially, especially for a young a young father in the military. You know what I'm saying? And, and your kids are so young. When they when they that young, they 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 used to you being there. So when you gone, they they miss you every every second, every moment. And it's the same way for for a dad, man. You you miss every little event, every oh that she walked today, she crawled today. You know I'm saying? She she said this word. So 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 it's tough, but in the back of in the back of my mind, I know, you know what I'm saying, I gotta do this to to make sure that she's stable, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, so for me, um I didn't start a family until I was in for about four years, but I was yet still young, about 21 at the time. Um, 22 when my first son was born. And, um, you know, I actually went on my first appointment for Iraq uh, after six months of being married. And I, I like, you know, I left her with the bundle of joy, you know, but I was able to make it back uh by the, in her last month, like her last month of pregnancy, I was able to make it back and, and uh they actually sent me back early and I was able to see Isaiah born. Um and that was that was nerve wracking for me. Like, you know, when I joined and I didn't have you know I did have kids, I wanted to go everywhere, man. I was cool. I went to Japan, uh wherever they wanted to send me from Japan, like I was down with it, you know, but uh once once like Isaiah said, you get that little life, you know, um, I couldn't put him down when I came home um, and he was born. Um and then, you know, three years later, another son. And uh so, you know, in between them, it was a lot of going here for training, going for deployment for this, you know, this conflict, you know, we gotta go train for this, or you gotta go do this. And, you, you know, you miss bits and pieces, you know. Um, altogether, I have 13 years, about 13 years of active duty service, and I could have actually retired last year. Uh, that would have been my 20-year mark. But, uh, you know, I look at it as like, you know what, I've been out since 2011. Man, that's that's nine years of my son's lives that I would have missed, you know what I mean, or bits and pieces. Uh, that I would have missed. Who, who knows if I would have had to go back to Iraq or to Afghanistan or anywhere else for that matter? And uh, you know whether you know I guess it's you know I was doing something noble I guess, but for me, you know I still felt like I would have been an absentee father, um, which you know Darvan can elaborate on. I mean we we see you know other service members who man these dudes raise their hand and they go on deployment all the time. They're always away from their family. And it, it has an effect. You see, these kids, these uh, you know, military—we call it at the time military dependents—but basically, you know, children who who have parents who are you know military service members, you know, and they 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 have you you see it. They have more of a, a of a tougher time. They have a tougher time trying to find themselves, you know, the same thing that the kids in the street who whose pops not around might go through. So, for me, it was real important to just you know what. Uh, I found out I could get out and, and, you know, find a federal job and I could cover that last seven years and get get a military pension or a a government pension. Um, You know, I said, I I do that. You know, I want to I want to be around for the kids. I don't I didn't want anything to pull me away from two two sons. I couldn't I couldn't be away.
1: Uh, my dad brought up the point earlier how Randy had him and my mom to go to to talk about going to the military, you know what I mean? And I don't know if you had the same experience, but then just like Randy said, you want to talk about guys that are constantly raising their hand to, you know, going to go to get deployed and you're still in. So, you know, how are you dealing with that?
0: So, so like I said, it's tough, man, because especially, especially when they're younger, you know what I'm saying? They they hate to see you leave. And uh, like like Randy said, yeah, you see – these guys joining, they volunteering for every deployment, volunteering to to get on the first plane smoking. Like me, I I can't do it. Uh like my unit is deployed right now. And uh they was like they was like, well, you might you might have an opportunity to stay back. Yeah, okay. Yep, yeah, I I volunteer, I'm staying back. Because especially with my my uh youngest daughter being a senior, you know what I'm saying? This is her graduation year, so I, I didn't want to miss out on that. Yeah, so like Randy said, you you miss you miss events, you miss birthdays, uh, anniversaries. But uh as long as you got like uh support of your family, then you'll you'll be good. Like my, my wife is totally supportive. She, matter of fact, if I got out, she'd be mad. She was like, You 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 too close to to just not uh to get out and not retire. So so she she's very supportive and with my kids, all my my kids being teenagers now, they they understand that I might have to go and do a couple weeks here and there of some training, or it's a, it's a chance that I might be deployed again within these last six years. So that support system is is big. And uh, as far as like uh, my mom and dad, my mom uh, she really did, she didn't have a problem with me joining uh, the military. Of course she, you know what I'm saying? I think all moms worry. So she she knew that I was going to do it cuz I got a family now and I got to support them. So uh, as far as that, it it really wasn't a problem. Got it. I got you. Bitch.
1: Now let's kind of let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Every everybody here, you know, is here for the the love of uh you know, sports. So, you know, kind of walk us through, you know, high school days, what that was like, and now having sons that you can share that passion with. Uh, Darvan, since it's already on you, keep keep going with it, man. Keep rolling.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, man. So, growing up, I played like, basketball was my, was my first sport, was my first love. Uh, my dad started me out, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was there, he, he was around, but he wasn't around, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the younger years, yeah, he was there. But as I as I grew older, like my high school days, playing playing football, basketball, he uh he wasn't really around just because working and stuff like that. So uh, my mom was my, my biggest supporter at all of my games. But uh, but yeah, man, I was a big a big 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 athlete, man. Uh, I fell in love with football in high school. You uh, got you to yeah,
4: play
0: football? Yeah. You did, you did, you did. So let me let me tell that story, man. I just wanted who I just wanted who I, I was not feeling football. You know what I'm saying? I'm as y'all can see my my face kind of chubby in here. So I, I was a little dude in high school, man. I was a what? I was about five eleven, maybe like one.
2: You you was bigger than most of
0: us though. One eighty five, man. So I wasn't feeling no football, but Randy was like, bro, come just come on and play, bro. So I joined. I joined my freshman year. It turned out that I mean I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was a killer out there. You know what I'm saying? So I had a couple. A couple schools look at me my uh my senior year, but in my head I I still wanted to play basketball. So I didn't end up pursuing that that football. After high school, I ended up going to UW Green Bay for a year. Tried to walk on. It didn't work out for me. So then. I uh that's when I joined the Marine Corps. But back to sports, man. I got a I got a 16-year-old son right now who's a freshman in high school. He's a he's just he's a great athlete, man. He plays football, basketball, runs track, and like whatever whatever it is that can be done like on a on a football field, on the basketball court, he he can do it. Like it's it's natural to him. So I just, I just and then and I'm coaching at the high school he goes to, I'm coaching uh football. But uh I just try to try to keep them grounded, man, because you know, kids when they when they good in, in their city or their school, they they think they that like they the man. I was like, nah, you I'm, i tell them all the time, yeah, you good here in Jacksonville, North Carolina, but you not you're not Clemson good, you're not LSU good, so you gotta keep working. So I just try to try to keep them grounded, man. Just so his head don't get big, so he can keep working. His work ethic don't leave, you know what I'm saying? Randy, you got a unique one with your boys. You
1: know, Jordan football, but you you got some you got some unique aspects with yours. So go ahead, go and water to that. You were an athlete. Now, what you share with your sons? Go ahead.
2: We was pretty much going at it all year round, um, and I had to, I got to a point where like you know let me make sure I'm not forcing this on them. And I remember a time where I'm like you know uh, you know Arizona get pretty hot in the summer, so I'm like we gonna sit out you know until it cool off and uh, a couple of weeks went by the boys like you know we finished one uh spring season and uh they come to me and they like you know uh dad like you know what's up like i didn't even go outside and play catch with them like i normally would and they they come to me isaiah was maybe uh 11 and manny was eight and they come to me and say hey dad you know we had a conversation and uh It's been a while since we've been playing baseball. It's like, what's up? Like, you know, we ain't playing catch. No games. Like, you know, what's going on? And that's when I realized, okay, they really like this game, you know. Um, They came to me and said they they wanted to to keep playing. I wanted to make sure I wasn't forcing them. Um, At the time, uh, Manny didn't really show any interest in any other sport. Isaiah, you know, toyed around with basketball here and there um but they both just really excelled i mean in baseball and you know we'll keep talking about that and going further in detail to where they are now um you know isaiah got a a, a a beautiful opportunity to do some things with the mlb development program um so but i just got to keep pushing them because like darvin said you know they they start thinking i'm the best in this area but it's somebody out there that's that's going to be better than you, you know, if you're not putting in that work to be better than them. So, you know, I'm just trying to encourage them to keep working hard. Um, but they both they both have a lot of opportunity, you know, in the game of baseball, man. they both been playing since, since they could, you know. I want to say since birth. But, you know, pretty much since they were able to throw, swing a bat, like I had, you know, the little toy sets when they was young. And, and now they, I mean, they go after you, man.
1: That was interesting. You know, I want to hear your story with baseball. You know, what was your introduction to baseball and things like that beforehand?
2: So, for me, you know, I really fell in love with the game, going to county stadium to see the Brewers play, you know, with Granddaddy. And uh, he was an adamant, you know, Milwaukee Brewers fan. Um, Obviously, before they were the Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Braves. But uh, even when Hank Aaron left and he went to Atlanta, you know, he then became a, a Brewers fan and a Braves fan. So I got to, you know, really sit down and watch, you know, uh, a lot of the Atlanta Braves games with them over the air. And back when MLB would even, you know, allow the Brewers games to be televised on regular TV, you know, we used to sit and watch those games together. And I remember at about 11, uh, I remember granddaddy talked to Pops and uh, told him that you know, hey, tell my mother to take him down to Beckham, get him signed up. And... uh, I got signed up that year. Pops made sure it happened. Um, and and that was my first time really playing organized. I got a chance to do a little bit of like T-ball and stuff like that with Sherman. Uh, but really playing at Beckham was the first time. It was like really organized, and I really fell in love with actually playing the game. Um, so then, you know, uh, played that all the way through uh, down there at Beckham till I was uh, 15 and got a chance to uh, Played at, at Washington at the varsity level all four years. Um, had an opportunity to to play at some small schools here, uh, but I really I really didn't desire to go to college. You know, I I really felt a pull to get out of the city, get out of the state, and kind of see the the world. Um, actually, even uh, had an opportunity when our older cousins was at uh, Grandma State University, and uh, kind of worked it out for me to get into the ROTC program. Uh, with my ROTC experience at the junior ROTC level, I could basically get a ROTC uh grants and stuff like that to pay for Gramblings tuition. Uh and in that process, you know, um our cousin Marshall Martin Jr., you know, he kind of worked it out for me to uh come down there and check out the campus. And uh, you know, we had hoped that uh um, you know, I could make the the connections and, you know, try to get down there and, and maybe walk on. Try out, but uh, I really didn't want to go to school to be honest. And uh, I won't say the fraternity, uh, the the frat house that I ended up in on the college visit, but uh, you know, it was it was drinks, you know, it was women, uh, and you know, I felt like you know I just didn't have the discipline to go down there and deal with those type of elements when I already didn't want to go to school. I didn't want moms and pops wasting money. you know, on tuition when they had the, you know, uh, UMI coming up under me. Um, I felt like, you know, I just wanted to be independent. Even if I wouldn't have went to school, um, I was involved in, you know, some different uh, trade and tech programs. Um, I don't know if Darvan remember, but like even the, the, the police and fire commission was trying to recruit, you know, different, different uh, uh, students for those different programs to go through the academy. Yep. yep. Um uh, but I just, you know, I had my mind made up at some point. I, I I could see really going into the military. Um, you know, and that's what I decided to do. And uh like I said, when I got out, um I was able to really focus on my sons and just started coaching them little league from there and uh we, we took off.
4: Um Randy, I would like to ask you a personal question about um, your drive and what did Beckham, Beckham, Beckham Stapleton do for you as far as beyond t-ball? Because I tried to get my son to play uh, baseball. We went as far as t-ball and me being a basketball dad, he'd seen that favoritism, So he, he fell all in. But as, as as I watched T ball and then walked across the street and, 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 and seen him playing hardball, I I personally want to know what a kid got out of it firsthand and where did he think it was gonna take him. What I wanna know is at that particular time when you got to play hardball, and, and we're knowing that in the city of Milwaukee, baseball wasn't a favorite, you know, in the in the suburbs and most of the white city schools, they 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 thrived on baseball. But I wanna know what was your mind going through with you when you when you crossed that street and 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 seeing that ball coming at 70 and 65 miles an hour and swinging at it
2: you know honestly Rick the the thing that that was cool for me um baseball actually was one of those sports uh even as a grown man I'm, I'm 38 years old I'm 5 6 you know uh right now I'm probably a, a buck 65 you know I I slimmed down but um it was one of those sports that my height didn't really matter. You know what I mean. I could still go out there and be a dog. Football, I was fast, but I didn't get a lot of love from like our high school coach because I wasn't big. He wanted backs right. that could bounce off the of runners. You know me, all right, all right. I can hit a hole, give me room. I'm dusting somebody, but if you know first contact, I'm probably going down. Especially you know if if uh. If a linebacker, you know, a, a big defensive lineman, get a hold of me, I'm going down. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not bouncing off of nobody like a big back like Marshawn Lynch or something like that. You know? I, I could,
4: yeah, I was, I was about that size in high school. Yeah. <laughs> trust me.
2: So, so even, even, you know, as a kid, man, I was, you know, I was usually the smallest kid. You know, rarely it would be somebody. Darvin, you know, we've been friends since middle school, man, seventh grade. And it would be one or two cats that may have been smaller than me and a few cats that was my size. Yes. But you had you got to come with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to play basketball, you got to be a dog. You're going to go yes. to the hole. Yes, sir. You're going to take that punishment. Or, you know, you're going to develop your jump shot. For me, like, you know, I could get out there and run around, probably play D mm-hmm. uh, as far as basketball is concerned. I could be a busybody. I was fast. I could, you know, but did tell you, like, I don't want the ball, like, you know, it probably ain't going to go well. Uh, I just didn't have that coordination. It was just never something I – the love for it for me just wasn't there. Um, But like I said, you know, I actually wrestled a little bit in high school, uh, did very well uh, my freshman and sophomore year. Um, But I still had a little bit of a football dream too, Um, and I knew – Coach Lehman, you know, he wanted me to be bigger, but at my size and my height, um, when it came to wrestling, they always wanted me to maintain weight or drop weight. Cause when you, you know, you wanna have a full team, your wrestling team, you wanna have people who can wrestle in each weight class. And so they always wanted me to wrestle one twenty five. I'm like, man, I'm trying to one twenty eight. I'm no, I'm trying to I'm trying to get one fifty, I'm trying to get bigger, you know, and uh you know, and, and and so that didn't stick with me. I, I love the physicality of it. You know, that definitely helped me football-wise. Um, The aggression that you need as a football player um, and the win, because you definitely develop win when you're fighting and uh, wrestling and stuff like that. But, um, man, baseball was it, Rick. You know, yeah, I could naturally, like, being short probably even helped me, you know, because I go up to bat. And then now the Cats got a pitch in my strike zone, you know what I'm saying? So me being shorter shorter helped me. Uh, Defensively, it never really hurt me. Um, For a shorter guy, I could could still jump, you know, pretty good, run fast. Like, you know, baseball was it for me, Rick. Um, My size didn't matter. So it's like, you know, I don't know how much everybody keep up with baseball now, but you see guys like uh, Jose Altuve, uh with the Houston uh uh Astros and Ozzy Albies in Atlanta, you know, these guys are not big but man they're dogs. They can yeah. go out there and, and make it happen on the baseball diamond. So, you know, getting that chance to 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 uh to to play at the major's level, now remind you when I went to Beckham, I that was where I started at the major's level. I didn't get a chance to go T-ball and minors right, so right, a lot right. of that I got there, when I got there these cats already had more baseball experience than me, but not to toot my own horn, but you couldn't tell. You know what I mean? It was cats that, like, I just naturally took to it. I wasn't I, – I, I somehow had a, a natural, you know, uh, uh, swing of the bat, you know, a good swing of the bat, and, you know, it was just some of the fundamentals that they, that they taught us back then once I got it and I learned how to – Biggest thing was to learn how to catch a pop-up. That was the biggest challenge for yeah, me. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: And, uh, but uh, we had some good coaches down there, uh, Mr. Walker, uh, Coach Graham. I mean, beautiful men that, uh you know, Coach Strong, uh, men that wanted to, you know, make make you better at baseball. You know, they was really dedicated to it. And it didn't take me long. Once I, I caught that pop-up, man, I was a beast. It was over. Right? <laughs> Catcher, second base, outfield. I
4: could get it. I have to dip in a little bit there. When you said Mr. Walker, was it him and his son? Because he had a son, and they coached Cliff. basketball. Yeah, Who? Cliff, there you go. My guys, y'all, y'all yeah. I coached against them in basketball, man. That's a hell of a yeah. dude. But all-around yeah. sports guys, man, I, them guys I learned, they had ultimate respect. They were winners. When I tell yeah, you, they miss- got hold of some kids. No matter what sport, they were winners.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Beckham, yeah. um, you know, he – he uh. One thing I would say real quick, uh, and why um, the league was way more successful than what it is now, he he really had a good core of men from the community that helped him out down there, uh, and, and men like Mr. Walker, man, listen, Mr. Walker is is in his late eighties, and I when I moved back in town to Milwaukee, that was maybe. What five years ago he was still in his 80s. Mm-hmm. He was just he just then was like, okay, Randy. My wife said I gotta I gotta get a team up to somebody else. Can you run it? And at that time, both of my boys were at the majors level, nine and twelve. When we moved back in, um, we took over that team, and uh, man, I got a I got a bunch of championship rings right here behind me. Yeah. The boys probably been first place at Beckham for the last three years um you know both of my sons been mvps down there um and and i've been you know i'm on the board down there and dedicated to you know making things better down there you know trying to get other men involved uh like you and pops you know uh and it's really getting them started at the t-ball level and if you can get them to stay in it even the ones that uh they feel like, you know what, nah, you know, I don't want to do this. And sometimes it's because they're not catching on to, to the stuff that's being taught, like the fundamentals. But uh, if you can keep a kid in it, I mean, especially an athletic kid, bath, a basketball player, football player. Mm-hmm. Jordan played Jordan played uh, uh, baseball. A lot of people don't know. Tracy McGrady yeah. played yeah. baseball. Yeah. Green Abdul-Jabbar played baseball. It's several different basketball players who made it big. But you know they they play baseball as well, so you know if you can keep kids in it, man I, I would just say it gives them another option when these college recruiters come knocking you know maybe you might not get that basketball scholarship you know I kind of honestly believe a lot of the kids in our community put too many eggs into that one basket you know mm-hmm. uh, we get a lot of boys that want to play football and it's you know sort of a lot of eggs in that basket uh but I would say you know play all three you know or or find other sports. Besides just one sport um, to get into, because you never know what that could lead to. Uh, it could lead to your college education being paid for, uh, or or a check that could change your whole, you know, family uh, dynamic.
4: And I agree with you because so many kids chase the basketball dream, and the door opportunity is so small. But, it's so small. Yeah, everybody can't go. All right, all right. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. I'm glad you test base on my boys, Mr. Walker, now, man. I go way yeah. back to them. Boy, we used to battle in basketball championships big time. They'll yes. tell you, boy, time They' time seen me, but they had some whips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, this is I, 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 I cherished the few victories I got against them, and that wasn't many. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, good guys down there. Good guys. Oh,
4: no, no doubt. No doubt. Pops, I know. Yeah, you thank you for a... your insight.
2: Uh,
1: Randy and Uncle Rick get great, great prompting. Uh, I, I know you had something, Pops, you know, that you want to ask both Darvan and Randy as well. So go ahead and, you know, uh, make that, make, pose that question.
3: Yeah, I want to touch on this first, Rick, uh, and, and, and all uh, the guests here. Uh, yeah, Randy was a competitor, man. He, he played all the sports, like he said. But you can see, just like, with all you know, young men, the passion of baseball was there. You can see, you can see, the love for the game was there. Uh, Walker, Mr. Walker, oh yeah, he he he's the best man. He brought out the best in Randy and them young men down there. Um, uh, but we just I used to take MJ to go watch him play, and MJ just would get excited, man, uh, when he was in uh, Washington playing baseball. But yeah, he was he was great at all of them, but. The, the 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 baseball just brought out the best you could see it he was comfortable he could hit he was fast and uh i see why he's giving back um i also want to commend you guys for your work in the service earlier in this topic we talked about uh it, you know i was sending my kids to education but we do need young men like yourselves and and randy was right he he, he made it easy for me and his mom uh, he just he didn't want no added pressure on us because, like you said, we had two more kids coming up. And um, as far as me and my co- uh, people that I was with, we tried to, you know, give y'all a foundation. As far as Randy and Darvan and all your friends, give you a house to come to, hang out. Yep, yep. Uh, we also try to, you know, feed you with knowledge and everything so my question to both of you would be as a dad and as uh randy had both parents you know me has been his dad and darren you been you hanging out and your friends hanging out over there okay you would get structure at the house but how did you guys deal with the pressure you know that you can help your sons with or your kids with now of the pressure that you get outside of the home, as, far as you know, um, you know, just hanging out, drugs, uh, staying focused. Yeah. That's what I want to hear from you guys. We, we, you know, we really young parents at that time, you know, and we were trying to do the best we could. And you guys turned out to be, you know, great young men. So I want, I want to know how do we, especially for the younger generations. How do you deal with that when you get out there? When you leave home, you know.
0: That's a uh, that's a that's a great question, Big Mike. Man, so so right now in in this day and age, these teenagers, man, they they going through so much more stuff than we had to go through coming up uh It's a it's a whole lot different. Like we didn't have no like suicide suicide wasn't that that big. Yeah, we had it was it was brilliant going on, but it wasn't on like the scale it is now. Yeah, yeah, we back in the day we we ribbed each other, but we ain't really we ain't really take it take it to heart like that. I don't think. So I think now it's 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 tougher uh for especially for for young parents who have, who have uh, teenagers or whatever. To try to keep them focused and growth. so, for me, I think uh, like my, my son he has a uh, he has a group that he's been playing ball with. Like they they came up together since they was five. It's like it's like five of them. Uh, they real good boys, and th- their parents are good people too. Like we we go together and all of that. So I think the foundation is there, we just gotta, we just gotta stay on them and, and make sure they, they the right thing when we not look, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course the boys gonna be boys, you know what I'm saying? They gonna they gonna do the nonsense that they do, but we just gotta make sure that it, it's not escalating to another level, so just having, having talks with them, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey what's going on? Like, like, how you really feeling? Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think, like, when i up like, Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really have. My dad wasn't really around like that to be like, "Hey, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? How how you handling this? You know what I'm saying? How how you dealing with this this pressure?" So I I think uh, as as a dad right now, that's 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 the type of stuff that that we need to do. That I need to do with my son, and and we do that. Just you got to make sure that they're really good, you know what I'm saying? Like they right. like you saying, "Hey, how how you doing? How was school today?" They they give you the same, "Oh, it was straight." Now, we got to we got to get to the bottom
2: and re- really have a heart-to-heart talk, right.
0: You
4: know? right.
2: So, um to kind of piggyback off of, uh, uh Darvan, um I mean, essentially what he's describing and I see it especially here uh, with the, with the young men and the young women that I coach in baseball and softball, even, um, it's, it's trauma that they dealing with. It's childhood trauma that they bring in from the, from their households. Um, and for most of the, most of the kids that's in the inner city, uh, you, you got quite a few kids who come from good families, you know, just like Darvin and I, uh, you know, Mike, Money, um, you know, where you got that foundation, you got that support. Um, but it's 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 a, a a portion of our community, it's a portion of our community, uh, and these kids who who don't don't have that support system, you know. Yep. Uh, and when they come to the baseball field, they go to the baseball or basketball court or the football field, they come in with all of that baggage, everything that they're going through. Um, Maybe they're not eating good at home, Uh, you know, there might be some kind of physical abuse at home, some kind of neglect or, you know, um, certain needs not being met. And so all of those things have a domino effect. Um, And then a lot of the the things that, you know, from a political standpoint that we've dealt with in our community, whether it be, you know, years of of mass incarceration, fathers not not being in the home, so many different jobs uh, lead the community. So now fathers who, you know, had this, these skills, you know, they're not able to work at A.O. Smith and, and the different factories and things like that that we had in the city. So now yeah. you know the crime rate is going up. People trying to survive out here, um, and you see that over the years to you know to where it progresses to where we are now, and it's just been a domino effect. And now the kids of today. Um, where I felt like we had a little bit more respect for our elders and pause. You know, we had a little bit of a, you know, second thought to some situations. Like some of these kids, man, it's all instant gratification. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people say it's like a microwave society where kids want it right now. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of these kids who, you know, their mama's struggling to pay the bills. So how can she get you the shoes and clothes you want? You know, they end up taking that that route to let me try to get this money fast. Um, and, and you know, like you know, we we had that good foundation. We found our way into our yep. share of dirt and, and trouble. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. Um,
4: yeah. Um,
2: but for us having that that foundation, that family at home, you know, I think that's what gave us. You know, we had we was in, we been in some situations. <laughs> Situation, and <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to disappoint my mama, I don't want to yeah. disappoint my granny, my pops, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have that stain. Um, so that's what really, you know, made me think twice about going down the road of, uh, you know, basically the street life. Um, I gotta, you know, I got a chance to, unfortunately, got a chance to taste a little bit of it, uh, but like I said, the the foundation that I had, I weigh what, what the world has for me out there.
1: So here I am. It's definitely that That mental health is definitely going to be something we're going to talk about next show. It's definitely a reason why I pursued it in school. So I'm glad Darvan and Randy touched on that. That was, that's, that's very pivotal, man. And I'm glad you guys got the resources and information as coaches to be able to process that and, and work with kids money. I know, Hey, man, me and you, we, we kind of took a back seat this this episode, but I know you got something you want to get up in there to the fellas as well. So uh, go ahead, man. Uh, dish
2: it out. Yeah, so I'll just make it real quick since we don't got too much time left. But uh, basically what y'all kind of touched on, y'all said, like, it was easy for y'all to probably, like, to get in trouble at that age. It was, you know, but, like, as being a young black like, man at that time, y'all joined the service. Y'all tell us about, like, some challenges y'all went through. Um, like that helped y'all become me now. Like, what from things that that y'all went through that most people would, would not have went through if uh, they just went to college or something like that. Just joining the service.
0: Marvin, you already unmuted. You want to take that? Okay. Uh, so yeah, man. So being a young a young black boy going into the military. Uh, Especially from Milwaukee. So when you got a when you got another grown man yelling at you 24/7, and you a young boy from Milwaukee with a little, I I wasn't no hood dude, but I, I had a little hood in me. Like you don't you don't really take too too kindly to that. So so that that, that was a challenge in itself, man. Just to just to be disciplined, you know what I'm saying? Just to try, just to not to not to mess up, mess up your whole life because you wanna, you wanna go off and uh and fight a drill instructor or something, you know what I'm saying? Just cause, cause you cause, cause you cause you lost your mind for a minute. Like so, so we in there, let me let me tell you this quick story about boot camp. So we in a little, we in a little huddle at the end of the day. And uh, I went I went to boot camp with my little brother Corey. Uh so we in there, we all in a little, they call it a school circle, and the drill started out in front. So I don't, even, I don't even remember what my brother did. But uh, the drill instructor snapped and he took the butt of his rifle and hit my brother with it. So I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, did he did he really just do that? So it took everything in me not to just haul off and hit this dude because hey, where we come from, hey, that's that's my little brother and we gonna go, you know what I'm saying? So. So that was a that was a challenge in itself, man. Just to realize that that you gotta grow up, and then like the military is a it's it's kind of a boys club, man. So you gotta you gotta being being a black kid, you know what I'm saying? You got you gotta like earn your keep and let them know that I right, you can't just do what you wanna do or talk to me any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? So the the race the racial thing is is still alive and well in, in the military as well, uh, so that that's that's another challenge in itself just just dealing with that, uh, and I'm I'm gonna let Randy Randy uh take it from here. Right.
2: Yeah, actually, that last thing right there. You know what? For me, um, the physical aspect of the military when we went to basic training um like it was hard not i'm not i'm not gonna cast and sit here and act like it wasn't hard but being an athlete and going to basic training in shape man it helped me a great deal so when it came to like physical fitness like i was a standout um the toughest thing though um in my latter years, as I got older and I started to develop rank, you know I started to realize like Darvin was just saying like, man, like you know it's a it's a, it's racism is still alive and well, you know, and so it would be cats who you gotta serve with you know that's supposed to be like your part of your band of brothers that you might have to go into a conflict with uh, but at the end of the day, you know. he he could, he could have grew up in a a household that was, you know, white supremacy was what was talked to him as a young age. And uh, I got a chance to even meet meet guys. And we've had these conversations like, yeah, man, on a normal basis, I I wouldn't have grew up, I wouldn't allow to talk to you or, you know, so that was, that was something that was, that was challenging because as you start to to get ranked, you know, these are the people you compete in. Um, you might be competing against this person for rank, you know, and then now if they get a hold of a higher rank before you, you you know, you can some people like to abuse, you know, the authority that's given. Um so that was that was a challenge. Uh but real quick like Darvin had the boot camp story for me, um two things, Marine Corps boot camp. To graduate Marine Corps boot camp, you got to pass swim qualification. And for for us, and you know, in the inner city, in the hood, you're not, you know, it's not like we're not, we're not like California boys where we, you know, out in the ocean and surfing and doing all of that stuff. Uh, You know, we, we go to the park, we checking out girls at the pool and, you know, all of that stuff at that age. Uh, You know, you get in the water, you, you mess around a little bit. You know, some of us can, you know, really good swimmers, but, you know, I passed swim class in high school, but, you know, I was no fish. And uh in the Marine Corps they like man you got to jump off the tower. Boom, I can jump off the tower, I can tread water. But now you got to put on all this stuff and you got to try to float. Listen. I'm like, man, I'm going to be here forever. I'm never going to be able to pass this. That was that was my biggest challenge. Uh that and um in the Marine Corps, you know, our our requirements to graduate um you have to qualify with the M16 from 200 yards, 300 yards, and 500 yards, no scope, straight iron sights, um, or else you're going to do what's called unk. Basically you fail, and now you're going to have to repeat that whole two weeks of marksmanship training over again. So Marine Corps boot camp Darvan can tell you it's already 13 weeks. It's already three months. You know, you don't want to be there any longer than you have to be. And so, uh, you know, In the hood, for us, like you got a hold of a pistol, unless somebody really taught you marksmanship, you know, you hold it sideways, and you, you don't, you know, you don't know about squeezing the trigger too hard and proper breathing techniques. So this was all new to me, you know, and it was a lot to digest. Trying to shoot this far with no, you know, with no experience, Um, that was harder, you know. um, But I end up, that was something that I end up actually becoming. Uh, I end up being quite quite good at so but yeah uh yeah those are my challenges man those are my challenges uh, other than you know like i said becoming a father and, and and having to deal with being away from you know my family while
1: man. i was in man uh we got some good content we got some good ones and money that's a good question because because i'm looking at you now like man oh, yeah. you know we think we like we talked about last week i thought two weeks of uh Fall camp, you thought, you know, going in the, the preseason was going to be tough, man. They had 13 weeks of, of some toughness, you know right. what I mean? So, uh, I, I, I'm going to
2: tell my – Yeah, man, that, that, that was hard, bro. And then, hey, hey, one other quick thing, and, and like Darvin tell you, Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego is right next to the airport. So, every day after you done got your butt kicked, you done had a hard day. You get to sit there and look at planes taking off and going everywhere else. Man,
0: <laughs> that was the worst thing ever, bro. <laughs> that was the worst thing ever.
1: Yeah, but uh, I tell y'all, yeah, I can go on and on. Hey, good question, hey, buddy. That's a hey, real money—that was a good question. And while Randy was talking about treading in the water, I kept going back to think about it. I bet he thought he wished he was at that frat house now,
4: chilling in that <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> But but uh man, I'm I'm so glad. Um I'm so glad we have this platform. We we can keep all uh, going on and on, and Uncle Rick and my dad and money can start telling stories. Uh, but this is why these two gentlemen will be a real current guest on this show. There's so much things we can talk about, so many things we can share. Um, and it's just a blessing that we was able to get to those things today. Uh we don't want to hold you listeners too long. So again, like, uh subscribe, um, and share. Really would like it if you guys continue to support us. Um, you know, we really feel like this is a value that we need to get out there to our young men. Um, uh, Darvan has the, the Listen Son segment. Um, so we only ask that you listen for two more minutes, man, and, and get these nuggets and get these jewels, especially in the times and the pandemic and everything that's going on. Um, we really need to stay uplifted and stay encouraging one another. But before I go, I really want to thank all of my guys uh, that, that was here. Um, you guys are pivotal. We are doing something that's very impactful, and I love each and every one of you gentlemen. Darvan, the floor is yours. All
0: right. Well, I guess I'm going to start this Look, segment off by saying, listen, son. Listen, nothing, absolutely nothing in this world is going to be given to you. You have to work, 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 work for everything that you want, everything you get. It's going gonna, gonna to come with a price. You got to sacrifice. Uh, you want to play sports? You got to get up at five a.m. to work out. You want to? You want to go to go to college? You got to make sure your grades is good. And, and that that comes along with sports. No college coach is going. The first question the college recruiter is going to ask your coach is what is his grades like. it's a it's a lot of uh it's a lot of great athletes, but. The, the thing on the front of that is student athlete. You gotta be both. Uh, another thing is, man, just be respectful. Res- respect is key. Respect to get, get you a, a long way in this world. Shake, stand up and shake a man's hand. Look a man in the eye when he talk to you. Just just little stuff that's gonna that's gonna get you far in life. And uh just, just go after it, man. Never give up. The sky ain't no limit. A lot of people say the sky's the limit. Ain't no limit. You can go, you can go wherever your, wherever your heart wants you to go. You know what I'm saying? You, you just, you gotta want it for yourself. Me as a, as a dad, I can't want it more than, more than you want it. You know what I'm saying? So, and, I, and I, I'm gonna be there to help you along the way. Uh, even if you ain't my son, the kids I coach, they know. I'm just a phone call away. I got kids I coach that's done, moved away to the area, but I still got their phone number, they still they still call me. So, well, I'ma I'm just leave y'all with this, man, just, just be yourself, be respectful, and the world is yours. Work ethic, make sure you got a great work ethic, all right? And that's it, hey, I just wanna thank, thank little bro Mike Bond Jr., thank Big Mike, uh, Money, Eric, Randy, thank y'all for having me on on here today. And I look forward to many more segments to come. Oh, you know, you, like like come in, you think it's coming. I tell you, when they come, just keep it running. Ah. Running, just keep it running, I tell you.